You're listening to the Life Reborn Podcast with your host, Jacqueline Page. Join me as I share my journey of returning to my authentic self by shedding labels and stigmas that are prominent in today's society. It is my hope that through sharing my story, you find guidance and wisdom to live a more empowered and meaningful life. Thank you for tuning in today. It is such an honor to share this space with you. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Life Reborn podcast with your host, Jacqueline Page. It is such an honor to share this space with you. I originally had planned on recording a podcast episode about the journey of my food because that was actually a very popular, a very widely requested episode, but I just felt so much resistance this week to recording it, I had even jotted down a few notes and I just, it didn't feel right. It wasn't settling into my being about recording that. And so I sat with myself and I surrendered to the universe and I asked what needs to, what needs to come through? What needs to be channeled for this episode? And I heard healing the sisterhood wound and it's it's been a journey but the past few years it's been more of a conscious journey of the types of relationships that I am cultivating that take up my energy and my space that I'm calling in and I feel like as I've evolved and really focused on healing myself, the types of relationships that I have with women have become so much more powerful, so much more intimate, and so much more sacred. Even with relationships that I've had previously, watching how those have unfolded, because that is the dynamic that I have with myself. I have intimately gotten to know myself. And so that has mirrored out the type of energy that I allow to, to be in my sphere, to be in my space. And so today I really just want to just humbly talk about this. It feels really vulnerable to talk about this. It feels very raw to, to share about sisterhood about relationships about friendships um yeah it just oh even in my body right now it feels very raw so I'm gonna start us with a poem I have a little poem book by Molly Reamer and it's this title is women's voices the voices of women are rising again we are mothers daughters lovers leaders teachers authors, priestesses, even warriors, and we will not be silenced. We will speak for the, for the vulnerable, we will speak for the oppressed, and we will speak for ourselves. The world will be saved not by a dying man, but by women's stories. I, I kind of just allowed those words to, to be received within me because I humbly sit here being in a space where 
I have the privilege and the freedom to share about this, knowing that there's so many sisters in the world that may not have this privilege. And and so I just take a moment to reflect and send them love and prayers and know that I will continue to use my voice as power and to share and speak my truth for the freedoms that I have that they may not. And this episode isn't just for the women in this present time. It's for the sisters that came before us and that will come after us. It's for the mothers. It's for the daughters. It's for us because we are a collective of she, of this dynamic feminine energy. And I feel the feminine rising and rising in a divine, in a divine way and not rising in a way where we're trying to fit into the masculine world, where we are coming back to connect to, to ourselves, to our bodies, to our sacred rhythms, to harness the the beauty and the wisdom of our monthly cycles of this infradian cycle that we have as women where if you are in an age or in a body that has bleed once a month you are connected to an infradian rhythm and that's not a cycle that you hear a lot about you hear about your circadian rhythm that resets each day but as women we have this monthly cycle where we where we reset every 28 days and we don't reset every day the way men or non-menstruating women do and there's just so much power to be to be harnessed within that the wisdom the connection of the earth a lot of the the moon also has a 28 day cycle and really I feel like this, the rise of the feminine is such a reclamation of ourselves, of coming back and speaking our truths for centuries and centuries and upon centuries where we've had to be silenced for, for fear of life and death. And it really has cultivated into trauma that we carry within our lineage, within our own past life connection, within our own families. It is, it is so much to be breaking away from. And so I want to honor that and acknowledge that because Choosing to heal this sisterhood wound is choosing for all women. And that's a big step. And it's humbling, but it can be heavy at times. And just recognizing as you come through this, what is yours and what is not yours. And just simply recognizing that, okay, I'm moving through something That is not mine and I'm going to continue to move through it for the collective. But even recognizing, oh, this is my personal wound. 
oh no, this is a sisterhood, like a global wound that I'm going to work through and move through and choose to heal and come out the other side. And I'm just going to, I'm going to take a grounding breath here. (sighs) Because even as I sit here sharing this, I, I feel the collective running through me. I feel the voices of so many women that are backing me in this moment of time to, to share this podcast episode. And so I know that I'm not alone sitting here. I know this message is not just mine. It's a divine message that is being channeled through me. And then I'm just opening my being and my heart to, to share this with you. And just taking a moment to, to reground back into myself. I'm holding a crystal that I actually attended a women's circle hosted by a dear friend of mine here locally. And the theme of it was healing the sisterhood wound. And so I know that this crystal is here to, to um, be my ally in this, in this episode. And to harness the beautiful energy of healing sisterhood theme from that women's circle. But uh, one thing that I learned in that women's circle was that a lot of our trauma stems from centuries and centuries and thousands of years ago where our livelihood of survival was dependent on finding a man as a husband and there was a lot of rivalry between women backstabbing trying to one up the other to to find that husband because it it truly was life and death and if you did not find a husband to provide for you and you likely you know wouldn't survive in in those times and so sitting with with that kind of betrayal energy and um truly like survival survival energy and that that can still live within our nervous system and um this is coming up i don't remember where i heard this but it takes seven generations to heal a trauma within a lineage and while i know that a lot of these may have happened so many lifetimes ago it's still like continuously passing down that trauma until someone decides to heal it until someone decides that they're going to be that that cycle breaker of choosing of choosing healing and instead of continuing the cycle and while where i live currently in this world finding a husband is not about life or death there can still be that energy that is brought to our dynamics of when we are interacting with other women. But personally for me, what has been coming up in this lifetime is the witch wound that really ties into the sisterhood wound because during the times that women were just connecting to their, their innate ability to connect with Mother Earth, and the cycles of nature to connect with the herbs, our healing powers, 
connecting with the moon and, um, you know, having so much reverence for what mother earth can provide the healing abilities. When we tap into being connected to mother earth, my goodness, my heart is just radiating as, as I'm connecting with this. I'm, I'm sharing this podcast with my eyes closed and I feel so much, um, vital energy, you know, moving through me as I share this. Um, but the, the wounds around the witch hunts and being hunted for stepping into your power, um, being hunted for using sexual vibrant energy as healing, as manifesting, as, as a tool, as a sacred tool and how the church condemned that as, as evil, as, as witchery and, you know, when you were quote unquote, like found out you, uh, you know, in those times, women were tortured to give up other women in their sacred covens and their sacred circles. And so it's for me, what's been coming up is, is this energy of, of that kind of betrayal of, of, of being burned because of this, of sisters calling out other sisters and, and not even wanting to, but being forced and tortured into that. And if, and if this is arising and awakening, activating something within you, and you need to pause this podcast, please do so in honor, like what you are needing in this time and space and in this moment, because even as I share this, I I feel the activation within me like I feel really out of my body. Like my energy feels so exponentially bigger than me as I'm sharing this. And so just honor where you are in this journey of listening to this podcast episode, because it can be very activating within you. I know that our body keeps score, but our soul brings so many stories Um, within our own lineage and within just the energy of being a woman and this, um, these type of wounds that we innately bring with us that are in our DNA, whether we've chosen them or not, they're there. And so we can choose to show up and heal those, or we can choose to continue to bypass and ignore and allow that energy to be circulating within us. And so for me, I have been on a journey and it's um, been very vulnerable to, to one, like even acknowledge that the kinds of dynamics and relationships that I did have were unhealthy. Honestly, even my marriage, like we've had to really sit with our behaviors and our patterns and recognize that these are not healthy patterns and we've actively chosen to to shift and and make choices that are going to be healing our marriage and our dynamics but i've noticed the same thing with relationships i notice a lot of my relationships kind of fall to the side that no longer align with my values that no longer align with who i am as a person as a soul like as just a mother becoming a mother really shifted the dynamics of my friendships. I'm looking 
to to be in communion with other women that that really what is the word I'm looking for but just parent in a way that they see their child as a human being and a soul and doing it in a way that respects and honors and reveres them for who they are and not um, you know allowing our traumas and our authoritative ways that maybe we were raised to bring into the how we raise our children and so being with other mothers who are also choosing to be cycle breakers, being with mothers who, you know, see the body as a sacred vessel and, and look at what they are, um, providing for nourishment for their children and for themselves. And just being with other mothers who are just living in a conscious way. And that's simply what it is being living in a conscious way and being, um, meaningful with their interactions with their daily lives with their home rhythms and it's been a journey of of finding this and it's interesting because I feel like every level that I've done in my healing journey has unraveled relationships that are exactly like what I'm calling in and it's not always people that live exactly in the city that I'm living in I love I'm so appreciative of technology and the capabilities it brings for relationships that may not be in the same local community that you are in And being able to have relationships where these kinds of conversations come up, where we can be vulnerable and share like, Hey, this, this kind of came up for me, um, in, in our dynamic, like, is this how you're feeling? Like, how can we work through this? And also feeling safe to set up boundaries, not allowing yourself to just be a dumping ground for your friends to, to just like, yeah, like kind of how I said, be a dumping ground. Like I've had to let friends know, like, it sounds like you're working through something. I'm just letting you know that I don't really have the capacity in this time and space to, to, to work, to walk you through that and being okay with myself. If I don't have the capacity to give to someone else in that moment. And then also recognizing that as well, that when I'm about to share something vulnerable or heavy, or I'm needing to vent, like checking in, like, Hey, do you have the space for this? Because I'm not just going to assume and, and not respect boundaries that I have for myself with you. And so it's been about, it's been about being vulnerable and having these conversations, having these conversations of like, Hey, that kind of activated me. And I sat with it and this is what it means. Like, can we talk about this? And not just allowing that to bypass and and be the imprint of our friendship because what's happening is that every time something that is important to you or a boundary that's broken or I don't know anything and it's not spoken up about and it's something that is meaningful enough to speak about and to work through and it's brushed under the rug that is an imprint a kink in y'all's relationship 
that is going to now be in the, in the DNA of, of your friendship. And so it's so important for me to, to not allow those kinks to be an imprint within us. Because for me personally, what I believe is that the people we meet in our lives are people, souls that we've had other encounters with in other lives. And so the kinks that we create in these lifetimes won't get fixed or healed or changed until like we're choosing to do that. And so when we choose to bypass that moment of healing that that could be healing, it's an, it's an imprint. It's, it's a little like there. And so the next time you guys have, um, an interaction or a dynamic that, that story is going to have this underlying energy there and, or even in other lifetimes, like the kinks that you've created in this dynamic are going to be brought into other lifetimes that you may have with this person. And, and then that energy is going to be underlined and there might be things that that person does that really activates you and you may not have a conscious understanding of why this may be one of the reasons there might be some kinks that is in the DNA and imprints of your friendship that came from other lifetimes or even like how I was mentioning the many generations of of betrayal and survival that we've had to you know go through as women that we're carrying in the here and the now and so every time that you decide to have a conscious relationship with another another woman like you are choosing to to heal those kinks in your dynamic and heal heal the baggage that has been brought up to us as just simply being women <sighs> so let's go into some storytelling i know that i've shared bits and pieces of my journey of just who i am but I would really like to kind of story tell a little bit about my journey with friendships, um, even as a little girl, because it's so interesting because my dad and I were talking about, I don't know, just having a very intimate, like beautiful, meaningful conversation. And he w- was sharing how he recognized that whenever I was at home, I was so in my element because like being around family, like really lit me up. And I was always this peacemaker of just like wanting everyone to be in harmony. And when someone was fighting, like I would just like give my toy, like just so selfishly, selfish, selfish, selflessly. (laughs) I'm having trouble with my words. And how just he was like, so in my perspective of seeing you grow up, it seemed like you were so alive because home environment is really where I saw you thrive. And that's where, and that's his experience because that's where he saw me. But on the other spectrum of this, when I was out of my home environment, life just felt so raw. And I have vocabulary now to describe how I was feeling, but that's really how it felt. It just felt so raw and unsettling. And just, I never felt like I had my feet on the ground. It just felt so unsettling being in school, 
being so unsure of myself, not having like friendships, like not ever having a best friend throughout elementary school. And I remember that I did like make a good friend and then she moved schools and then we reconnected in middle school, but I, I never, I never felt settled with a friend or a group of, a group of friends. And he was sharing um, an experience that he saw that that he was even sharing that it felt unsettling to, to witness this, but we were, it was like at a school function. And he was like, I just saw you like bouncing around from group to group and like almost like being this follower and not knowing, like being like very unsure of yourself. And I'm like, you literally just described like my entire childhood. Like you really just brought so much validation to how I felt like growing up. And my sun sign is in my fourth house of home and family. And so it makes sense that when I was at home, I felt so in my element and I felt like at peace and at home. But when I was step away from this, it felt vulnerable. It felt raw. I've never felt like I've truly like connected with, with friendships. And then when I like, as I got older, I did, but I feel like it really revolved around like drinking and partying and drugs. And I don't know, like living a life that was so detached, like I was very disconnected, disassociated from my body that I felt like I was living a life of this like person who was just like wandering aimlessly through life. And I have so much compassion for that person that I was and and the choices that I made and forgiveness and um, recognizing that I, I was so dissociated from myself and from my intuition, from my soul, from my path that I I would use drinking to to bypass having to feel. And I feel like a lot of this also stems from my mother getting sick when I was only in eighth grade and at a time where like I'm really stepping into who I'm becoming as a woman, not having that mother figure there to guide me and, and, um, I don't know, be that light. And it's, I mean, for lack of a better words, I felt like I was wandering in life aimlessly just trying to find direction. And then I uh, joined a sorority when I was in college and I did find like true, beautiful friendships, but it all revolved around drinking. And I'm not going to discount those friendships because they were so beautiful to me and meaningful and um, very supportive in the fact that if I ever needed anything, like I could call on these beautiful sisters and they would show up for me in ways that I had never had before. And I feel like then life evolves and then you graduate and you kind of, you know, move and you adult and you get married. And so then it's like the dynamic that you had with these women is so different from the life that you are now. And so there's um, disconnection, there's, there's long distance, there's, it fades, you know, there's waves of people that come into your life for reasons, for seasons. And 
Um, and I'm so appreciative of, of all of those experiences. And then I, I would say that also in my career, like I know people find beautiful friendships in career, but I also like bounced around school so often because I would, okay. I didn't say, I wouldn't say I bounced around. I did actively seek out schools and if it didn't feel good and it didn't feel like a good fit, I would, I would move it. I'm not going to continuously be in a, an environment that's toxic and in this public school system, there is a lot of that and it's very political. And so I felt like I never like had beautiful dynamics until I finally was at a school where I was at for a few years and beautiful friendships blossomed there. And even one of my friends from college was a teacher where I was at and, and then we became mothers together. And so I can really appreciate the beauty, the beauty of, having people in these times when we need them. And then as I became a mother, something shifted within me. And no longer were surface level conversations really meeting my needs. And I realized that parties, gatherings, work events, it just felt so surface level that it's like life is too short to talk about the weather and to talk about the ages my kids are and to talk about it's like I want to know what are you working through right now (laughs) or what is let's talk about your astrology and where we align and uh, I don't even know like can we like meet on a full moon in in the woods and do a ritual together (laughs) And I think that's why I've loved stepping into the work that I do, which is embodiment sessions and hosting women's circles because truly like my mission in this, in this human experience is to create a world where every woman feels home within herself. Because I truly believe that if you feel safe and home within yourself, then you'll feel safe enough to, to begin to chip away these traumas that we hold within ourselves and to break away from those traumas so that we can heal and then begin to create relationships in a healed version of ourselves and we're never fully healed it's an ever-evolving process I understand that but as I've continued to heal It's like the universe is like, okay, you're ready for this level of friendship and this level of dynamic. And, um, I, if you follow me on social media, you may have noticed that in October I was doing a womb sadhana or no September. I don't even remember now. (laughs) What month are we in? (laughs) Okay. We haven't hit Halloween. We're still in October. Time, I don't know about you, but time feels so warpy. Like sometimes things feel like a decade ago that was last week and then other things feel like they just happened and it was months ago. Anyways, so I did a womb sadhana and it was really about connecting to the womb in a very intimate way. To the womb, to the cervix, to, to the portal of who we are. And I think I've shared about this in another episode. I don't even know anymore. And it was like, I got the vision of almost like a locker um, lock 
and how you have to like turn it different ways and basically like my journey has been like turning this lock and it was like tick tick boom and it unraveled in like this path and it just opened up this beautiful community of women that is right here in the city that I live in and women that are so connected to themselves doing like women's circles and full moon ceremonies and ritual and it was like I had been calling this in or like so deeply like wanting this community where I live and other mothers who homeschool and I ended up one of my friends shared on social media this like wellness event this free wellness event that was happening and I found out about it that day like I texted Jeremy I was like can I please go to this and in that choosing to go to that it has unraveled this this community of beautiful women that have these intimate conversations that truly like genuinely love each other and it's it is like this sisterhood like the dynamic is so different from what I see modeled out in the world of what what like sisterhood and friendship is it is such a vulnerably deep connected group of community that has been here that has been here in San Antonio like under under my nose it feels like but I wasn't I guess ready to receive them until I continued to do that healing and it's almost like my vibration now matches that and that's how I was able to unveil this beautiful community and the thing is is like I had seen them maybe like on social media things being shared like bits and pieces and and for some reason it just like wasn't resonating and connecting and then all of a sudden I did this wound sauna and like this really I feel like I shifted a lot and healed and shed it and this community just like unveiled itself to me and I was like where have you been (laughs) and it's it's been connecting with women and uh, like deeply deeply connecting and doing women's circles together and being in a face group facebook group community together and doing a book club over a book about mary magdalene that she has also been really coming up for me in my sphere i feel like she the rise of the feminine has so much to do with the rise of mary magdalene and the essence that she really carries for the divine feminine and there's so many connections happening in my mind right now that I'm trying to like come back to my body to like share this but so much of what the church has portrayed about Mary like being a prostitute and condemning her and bringing that kind of negative energy towards her name and and her presence was it, it was tried the catholic religion tried to nullify this in I think 2016 by basically saying that the Pope thousands of years ago that claimed that she was a prostitute that that was inaccurate but so much of the dogma and the teachings that still occur still had that story and so there really hasn't been that much of a shift but Mary Magdalene her energy is coming to women and I've seen this around like certain um women that are 
choosing healing, that choosing to up level, like connected to their womb, connected to nature, she's showing up and speaking to these women because I have felt her in my sphere, like sprinkling around. And now it's like, I cannot ignore the presence that she has. And so I've been reading a book about her, about the gospel of Mary Magdalene and truly like the ally that she was with Yeshua and how their dynamic is such a beautiful mirror of true like partnership of true like marriage and what that looks like and the divine sacredness of what like a healthy dynamic is because I feel like there isn't a lot of that in our in our presence and I know that so many women the divine feminine begins to rise in maybe a dynamic and a partnership and a marriage before a lot of times that the male does and so there can be this like shift of unsettledness and I know I've talked about this in previous episodes Jeremy and I are going to do an episode together so I'm not going to go into detail about that but I feel like her essence is intertwined with the rise of the feminine the rise of sacred sexuality the the rise of the creatrix of being able to harness so many different energies within ourselves and it being okay if you are a mother you can be this priestess this creatrix this sexual being like you can encompass all of these beautiful energies and they can intertwine within you and I feel like as we continue to shed and decondition the stories and the messages not just from our own lives but from the generations of trauma that that is being brought to us we can begin to feel what is ours what is not ours and show up as our authentic true selves. <sighs> and even just taking this break from my breath and showing my realness, I've realized that I've been filtering myself. Like every so often I'll just pause this and re- like recalibrate within myself. And I feel like that's, that's filtering my rawness and my realness. And, you know, speaking about healing the sisterhood wound, and I really feel like it, it's, it's also about connecting with that divine feminine that I've been mentioning. And I, I see my patterns personally of hardening my like my defense mechanism for when I feel when I feel <laughs> and it feels uncomfortable and I don't feel safe to feel in that in that moment I harden and I have this outer shell this persona that I project out into the world and I noticed it so much in my career as an educator I, I very much lived in this masculine and it's not a divine masculine. It was unhealthy masculine of just hardening myself and, and disconnecting myself from, 
from truly like my essence, my feelings. And I've noticed that even in the dynamics that I have with my friendships, I mean, even with, with my husband, (laughs) I mean, he tells me all all the time, like soften, love me. And I, I feel that. And it takes, sometimes it just takes so much cognizant effort to soften and, and feel safe to surrender because, and I know that it's not just this lifetime of, of protecting myself, of my heart. It's, it's all of these, these ties, these lineages that I've been mentioning throughout this podcast that I feel this, this fear of this lack of trust to fully surrender into who I am, into my divine feminine. And it takes, it takes full trust to, to do that. And I think that, that, that trust starts within myself for me personally. Like I need to trust the space that I'm in and, and fully give trust within myself, but also like to be held by my divine masculine. How can I allow the divine masculine within me to come out and hold myself in these tender moments to, to continue to soften rather than harden. And I was, where I was going with this is I've seen the dynamic of what I inhabit in my friendships and in my feminine relationships Versus what I crave and what I yearn. Like I I yearn to be nurtured. I yearn to be held and my hair caressed and my back stroked. And to be in tender love and embrace with my feminine friendships. And that's not what I was experiencing. And I know that's also because that's what I was projecting out. I was projecting out a shield of protection almost like this wall to not meet me and to not allow my heart to be held in that way, not allow myself to be held in that way. And I know that as I continue to heal and step into my divine feminine, I'm seeing how this is shifting within my relationships, within my dynamics and opening myself up to, to be held in that way to be loved in that way, to be embraced in that way from someone other than just my partner. And I think that that tapping into my divine feminine is is like this flirtation with life. Like how can I flirt with life and 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 embrace the pleasure? And I, this goes into a little bit of what I talked about last episode of how can I just soften and flow with life and and continue to allow myself to embrace that divine feminine energy of pleasure, of love, of softness. And that isn't just like softness allowing people to walk all over me, but it's a tenderness that is innately within me that I've been um, protecting and not allowing that that rawness and realness to show up fully. Hmm... There's so much more that I can share, like just even going into the dynamics of healing my sisterhoods, healing the the motherhood tie, 
healing the love um, with each of my divine feminine relationships. There's just so much more that I could share. I could talk about this all day if someone gave me the space to, but I'm feeling some closure here. I'm feeling some, some energy to allow this to settle and see where this lands within you and even in myself. This podcast is such a medicine tool for me as much as it is for you receiving it. And so thank you for um, giving me the space to share and for showing up and hearing me. And so all this to say is I'm so grateful to myself. I'm so grateful for me for choosing healing, for choosing vulnerability, for choosing love, for continuously like choosing a path of healing and having compassion for my younger self when I wasn't choosing that path. And so much compassion and grace for women wherever they are on their journey, any human being on their journey. We're all just we're all just trying to navigate this this life. And and find our way and make our way. I want to pause because part of the divine feminine is slowing down. Is feeling safe to just take a pause. And maybe you can also do that wherever you are. If you're not driving or working a motorized vehicle, just taking a pause. Maybe placing a hand on your heart, a hand on your womb. And if you're a male listening to this, a hara is your womb space. Just connecting to your breath. Feeling yourself melt into your body. Maybe fading out of your mind chatter and into your body wisdom. And just honoring yourself for where you are in your journey. Thanking yourself for showing up every day to do the work, to love, to be loved, to be loved. Mm, Can you bring compassion to yourself? For we are often our hardest critics. Where can you soften a little bit even more? Know that you're exactly where you're meant to be. And the path before you is a free will of what you choose. There's infinite realities in front of you. Which path will you choose? Maybe just taking a moment to ask yourself, 
Has there been something in my sphere that's been wanting my attention? They maybe need some healing. Let's see what comes up for you. Just allow that to come to your awareness. Thank it for its wisdom. And know that it's there for you when you are ready for it. And I want to end with a sacred sisterhood pledge by Global Sisterhood. And this was passed out to me in my women's circle that I attended for healing this sisterhood wound. And it's a bit lengthy, but it's incredibly meaningful. And so wherever you are in your space, how can you receive these words, this energy, this promise? Hmm. I pledge to the women of the world to cultivate sacred sisterhood honoring myself, you, and all women. I will support you remembering your truth, seeing your gifts, beauty, and wisdom, connecting to your purpose and dreams. I will value you and support you in valuing yourself through claiming your worth, wisdom, right compensation, self-care, boundaries, and needs. I will honor that you and I have different ways of living, different beliefs, preferences, values, and needs. I am open to learn from our differences without making either of us wrong or bad. I will honor and respect the wisdom and value all phases of age, body, shape, health, and abilities. I will courageously speak up if I see relationship patterns or behaviors that harm your physical, mental, or emotional well-being, while also honoring the timing, journey, and choices. I am open to receive your feedback on my relationship patterns, habits, remaining humble that I may be resistant to seeing the truth, and I will check in with my inner guidance before I act. I will cherish your secrets and personal shares in sacred confidentiality. I will not gossip, rumors, or perpetuate trauma, say bad things about you to others, nor bad things about others to you. I will use my words as a sacred creative tool to connect, protect, inspire, and illuminate. I will be gentle and respectful when I share my reflections with you about things I don't feel good to me or meet my needs, boundaries, or desires. I will do my best not to disconnect, punish, blame, or push you away. When you are sharing your challenges with me, I will seek to be fully present, to listen, to ask questions, and to confirm with you how you would like to be supported. I will tune in with myself to ensure I'm available to offer you the support you desire and will not judge myself if I am not. I will be courageous when I'm afraid to be vulnerable. I will breathe open my heart when I want to hide or shut down and trust my intuition to guide me how to share in a safe way, to cultivate sacred sisterhood, honoring myself, you, and all women. I will reach out to you when I need it, accept you if you are not available, and remember that I am not alone. If I feel judgmental or triggered, I will let it reveal to me what wants to be healed within myself opening to gratitude for the gift of insight and this opportunity to grow. I give us both permission to be messy, to be in process and transition, to stumble as we grow, to be wild, passionate, unleashed, and full of life. I will not use your successes to make me feel small or create distance between us. 
I will celebrate them and do my best to support you in living your dreams. I will recognize the importance of sisterhood and create time in my life to nourish our connection and support you in thriving, knowing we are creating a better world for all together. I want to live in a world touched by your radiant presence, unique gifts, and soul's purpose. I am your sister. I see you. I thank you. I love you. To all the beautiful women in my life for showing up for me, for being with me in this journey of life, thank you. Humbly, humbly thank you. Thank you for always being there for me. Thank you for showing up for yourself, for me, for our friendship. Thank you to all the women out there fighting this life, fighting this fight of freedom. Thank you to the women who stood before me for paving the way, the journey of where I am today. Thank you to the women of the world. You are sacred. You are worthy. You are radiant. Hmm. This has been a very special, special episode, and I thank you for being along this journey with me and hearing my stories. I love you deeply. Mm, thank you for being here. If this episode resonated with you, please share with me. I love hearing your feedback. And if you resonate with this podcast, I would love it and just so appreciate if you liked and subscribed to it so that others can hear the wisdom of this podcast. From the bottom of who I am, thank you for being here. And I send you with so much abundance, love, and blessings. Thank you.